Are you ready for a new label in your relationships? Single, heartbroken, desperate, unlovable, divorced. You get the picture when those are your labels. Today on the Beyond Adversity podcast with Dr. Brad Miller, we will explore those labels and how to write your new label of becoming unbroken with Venus Castleberg, the author of Here to Forever, Finally Free to Be Me, here on episode number 194 of the Beyond Adversity podcast with Dr. Brad Miller. I thought that finding the one, like all the fairy tales, like there has to be a knight in shining armor, there's somebody out there who's going to rescue me and it's going to save me from having that energy of thinking somehow you aren't complete. Hi, this is Kelly Calabrese and I help women become intentionally fabulous. My mission is to help women going through any stages of separation and divorce to go from fearful to fearlessly pursuing what sets their soul on fire. Here on Dr. Brad Miller's podcast, the Beyond Adversity podcast, his mission is to help you to crush adversity and discover your life of peace, prosperity, and purpose. Welcome to the Beyond Adversity podcast with Dr. Brad Miller, the show dedicated to helping you crush adversity and succeed in life. Brad believes you deserve a life that is fulfilling and impactful, and this show is designed to help you navigate beyond adversity and achieve your life of peace, prosperity, and purpose. Now, here's Dr. Brad. Hello, good people, and welcome to the Beyond Adversity podcast with Dr. Brad Miller. It is indeed a joy and a privilege for you to spend a few moments with me and my guest here on the Beyond Adversity podcast, where we try to focus in on what I like to call the, the five D's of adversity, and we try to focus in on one of those. The five D's are depression, divorce, disease, debt, and death. And we each week, we try to focus in on one of those. And today, we're focusing in on the one that has to do with personal relationships, divorce, and the power and the agony of the labels we put into our personal relationships. Our guest is Venus Castleberg, and she is the author of Here to Forever, Finally Free to Be Me. We'll come back to her in just a minute, but I did want to let you know that we do have over 190 episodes of this podcast, which deal these five D's of adversity each week. And we, we look to delve into those with experts and leaders and teaching that we do to help you to navigate these adverse conditions and to succeed in life, to succeed in life, a place we like to call a place of peace, prosperity, and purpose. You can always head over to uh, our website, drbradmiller.com, and find over 190 episodes of this podcast and a free gift for you there to help you to have a better healed life. Venus Castleberg was an accomplished businesswoman and entrepreneur in many ways, and yet she was, like a lot of folks, was seeking a romantic relationships. And she sought that in some various ways, the search for love. And she had a belief and a hope and a wanting and a yearning and a needing. But she found herself doing what a lot of people do, 
Look for love on all the wrong places. There's an old song from 30 years or so ago, Looking for Love in All the Wrong Places by a guy named Johnny Lee. I used to play that when I was a disc jockey. And, uh, but she was doing that and looking for things and not finding it. In fact, what she found was broken promises, relationships that were bad, even abuse. In our conversation today with her, you're going to feel that emotion. You're going to feel that pain that she had and how she experienced her fair share of heartache. And then you're going to learn from her about uh, what she did to pick herself up and realize that her true love was was in her own life. And that it was a matter of, uh, of viewpoint and discovering the gift of vulnerability and kind of writing your own story. And she gets into this process here in our talk, talks about, and she talks about uh, a process that she calls the five elements of intimacy, for instance. We're going to get into all that in our conversation today, and you're going to love it. We come back on the other side of our interview. Why don't you stick with me? Because I'm going to give you some of the key points, some of the action points that you can do in your life to help you to deal with relationship issues. Relationships particularly labels, is the key to our conversation today with Venus Castleberg. She blogs at venuscastleberg.com. That's V-E-N-U-S-C-A-S-T-L-E-B-E-R-G.com. And she is our guest today on the Beyond Adversity Podcast with Dr. Brad Miller. Let's get into that interview right now. Hello, good people. Welcome to Beyond Adversity. This is the podcast where we help folks just like you to grow through what you go through. And that includes such things as dealing with our most intimate relationships, our loving relationships with people who are close to us and the cycles that we sometimes go through in that. And we are just very, very fortunate and blessed to have with us today Venus Castleberg, who is the author of From Here to Forever, Finally Free to Be Me. It's her story of how she explores looking for love in all the wrong places and the twists and turns and roller coasters of relationships. She's an accomplished person in many rights, but she is gives us now some insights on how to have a new label in your life, a label of unbroken. Venus Castleberg, welcome to Beyond Adversity. Wonderful. Thank you, Brad. Thank you for having me. It is awesome to have you uh, have you with us here uh, today on Beyond a- Adversity, and we just like to try to be helpful to people to navigate uh, uh, challenges in their life. And a love life for almost everyone has its ups and downs and challenges. And your life is no exception. But the good thing is, is you have given a lot of thought and a lot of energy and a lot of process that you are developing here to help people to break out of labels that they may have and cycles they may have with a loving life. Let's hear your story about how you came to this point of writing this book by going through your own challenges and difficulties. Let's hear your story for a moment. Okay, thank you. I believe it started for me very young. I I thought that finding the one, like all the fairy tales, like there has to be a knight in shining armor, and there's somebody out there who's going to rescue me, and this is going to save me from my step parents, which I didn't have. So, <laughs> but you know, just having that energy of thinking somehow you aren't complete if you aren't in a relationship. And so I started 
kissing boys young and I started dating young and I started because I thought that's what I was doing. I was trying to find the person that I was going to be with. And, and I went through a f- quite a few. <laughs> I've been married a couple times, divorced a couple times, every time thinking I had found it. I had found the one only to have it not work out. And I wrote the book. At first, I thought I was just writing a book to write a book. And then it real it really kind of poured out of me this journey that I had had of looking for love in all the wrong places. And I think even to some degree, not only was I looking for love in romantic partner, but also in, you know, other relationships. And then also, I was looking for the right place to live. And then if I had the right place to live, I would I would find it. And it was through the writing of the book six years ago that I started to really look at like, wait a minute, what if all this time, the one person I've been looking for was me. Mm. And thus the title (laughs) finally free to be me is your subtitle of of your book. And it sounds like this is a journey that's taken lots of twists and turns and ups and downs. You mentioned about being married and divorced a couple of times and about changing locations, apparently, and some of the things that you've gone through in order to come to this place to write this book. Tell us a little bit about when you were in some bad places. I'm going to mean by that is some dark places. How, how, low did you go? I mean, were you in a place where you felt, what I'm trying to get at here, Venus, is a lot of folks, when they have something happen to them, like a divorce or something, reversal of some situation, they go to a place to kind of a place of depression or a spiraling down and they get stuck there. Mm-hmm. Were there any times that you felt a little stuck in that situation? Then we're going to talk a little bit of what you did to get out of it. Sure. Yeah. Well, I think, yes, definitely. There were definitely some very low times. And I would say my second divorce was probably the biggest one because I really did believe I had found the one. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And everybody else kind of confirmed it. Like you guys are like the sun and the moon together. And, you know, it was one (laughs) of those things. (laughs) So, so to have that dissolve and, and we were very close. We were very good friends. And so even when we got a divorce, we were very good friends breaking up. Like it was, that was part of the the heartache. And that was actually the first time in my life that I actually became depressed because I'm, I'm not a depressed person by nature, but that definitely set me into my first experience of depression. Hmm. And what were some of the actions that you took to get out of that depression or anything else that you did? What actions did you start to take to change the pattern? You know, this pattern a lot of folks have of being a little stuck or in a dark place. And you obviously did some things because you you have a very pleasant countenance about you and you you talk about breaking labels. That's probably what I'm getting at here with you, mm-hmm. Venus. You talk about changing labels. What are some of the things you did to change your label that maybe can be transferable to other folks? Wonderful question. Yes. I think part of the the biggest thing for me was to be willing to be alone and be with myself. And even when it was, when I was sad and it was hard and a lot of, and I'm, I'm 
one of these people, I jumped from relationship to relationship to relationship. So if one was ending and I knew it was ending, I probably have the next one lined up before I even got out of that one. So okay. <laughs> that's how much I was, right? And so, so when I got serial kind of a thing, yes. You, just, did, <laughs> yes, you kind of feared being alone and something like that, or just yeah, feared feared being alone, or just I think it was just more that I didn't feel like I was like I didn't fit in society or in this culture if I wasn't with somebody like I was taught that you are supposed to find the person you get married to and you have 2.5 kids and a white picket fence and you live happily ever after. Like, and I bought that hook, line and sinker. Like I was like, that is so true for me. And so you kind of want to be in a Hallmark movie. It sounds like. Yes. Yes, I did. (laughs) Or a Disney fairy tale for sure. princess and the Mm -hmm. prince and all that type of thing yeah so i knew that i had to learn to be okay being by myself to be okay with myself because i could i started to see the pattern i was Mm -hmm. like oh okay there's a pattern here and i'm starting to date the same person over and over again Mm -hmm. that's the other pattern you'll notice is like you'll be like you'll break up with one person and be in this next relationship, you're like, that's the same person. They just look a little different, Mm -hmm. right? But they have the same things that challenge you. So for me, it was going, okay, I know that I need to get comfortable and okay with being by myself. So I spent quite a bit of time. And I'd say for that one, I spent quite a bit of time by myself. I even traveled around the world. I went to volunteer in Africa. I really just kind of took this time to discover who are you without somebody else in your life and ask myself, do I like myself? You know, that's a big thing. A lot of us don't like ourselves. And so we end up dating somebody who's not good for us because we don't like ourselves. But if you like yourself, then you won't settle for somebody who's not good for you. So it's not like some of the actions that you took were taking some solitude, some quiet time mm-hmm. for yourself. Yep. And But a part of that was also the action of uh, doing activities on your own, traveling mm-hmm. and your volunteerism mm-hmm. to go to, you know, to go to Africa. That's pretty significant. That wasn't just like volunteering, you know, reading at your local library or something. You had to get on a plane and go and do the training and whatever it is that you had to do. So you really were intentional about your self-discovery, were you not? Yeah, I was. And I, and I, and I, and I intentionally also knew I needed to travel because my ex-husband, for some reason, I had put all of our travel into his hands and I had forgotten how to do it. Hmm. So, and it was one of those things that I wanted to do when I was really young. I will say this, when you're young, it's cool to carry a 50 pound pack. That's awesome. There's wheels on suitcases when you're 40 for a reason. (laughs) (laughs) I hear that. I hear that. Yeah, I just took a series of flights uh, a month or so ago for the first time in a long time. And uh, because of the pandemic, I haven't traveled a a lot. But when I did, I said, okay, yeah, I I get that. I, I, I hear that. But so that is, I just want to say that that is, that takes a lot of courage, Venus, to do that. It really does, because a lot of people get in a cycle where they, you, you, I'm sure you're familiar with the term dependent and codependent, Mm -hmm. where people find their self-value and self-worth based on somehow connected to another person. And it sounded like you were kind of there in many ways and that you chose then to break that pattern to become, find yourself, find your own Mm -hmm. 
independent value in yourself. And I think it takes a lot, a lot of courage and because that's kind of the action part of things. And what I want to ask you about now for a minute or two, Venus, was about what you discovered when you went inward. And what I'm talking about here, what was any kind of connection that you had to your inner life or to something greater than yourself, a spiritual depth, perhaps meditation, perhaps something in the religious realm, perhaps something in, about some inspirational, something that inspired you. Tell me about transformations in your inner life or spiritual life that were part of this process. Well, I would say it definitely began. I mean, I've been in alternative healthcare and metaphysics and transformational work for 21 years. So I was always a seeker, but I... By, by the time I was getting that second divorce, I, I was meditating daily. And so I know that meditation for me in that time definitely helped me find inner peace, find a calmness within that, that actually I live now. And there's just an, an ease in my life. That was one of them. The other one was there's Access Consciousness has a series of tools. And one of them is called the bars. And it's 32 points on your head. And it clears out kind of the junk. It's like deleting the your the information on your hard drive. It cleans it out. You, this cleans out all the thoughts, programs, beliefs, stories you have in your head so that you can choose a life that works for you. That to even meditation. Meditation took a lot of work and a lot of years of practice, which was great. And the bars, I noticed I noticed change in just one session. So, but I think that they're both valuable. So, and, and anything anyone can do to change their mindset. And sometimes that's just getting up out of your chair and moving your body. Or one of the tools I like to tell people when you're feeling really depressed, the tendency is to look down. We always want to look at the floor. We want to look at the you know ground. Try just looking up, look up to the sky look up to the heavens, mm. you know, look up and the, the energy that, that you perceive by looking up versus looking down is very palpable. And sometimes it's just doing something that's simple. You don't have to change your whole life and move to Africa. I, I, some people can do that. Not everybody can. So, yes. <laughs> Isn't it interesting, the connection between the physical and the metaphysical and that, that in that context, you're saying, you know, by look, looking up, looking up at the sky or going outdoors or looking at the sunshine or the stars, mm -hmm. as it were, can that physical action can um, have a connection to your inner life and your peace of mind and mm -hmm. things, things like that. Even clothes. Pardon me? Even, clo even clothes. Clothes. So okay. most people, most say, people say more about that. What do you, what do you mean by that? Your clothing. So most people tend to wear when they're depressed or they're sad or having a off bad day, they'll tend to wear like black or gray or comfy clothes or, you know, not want to try putting on your loudest, brightest shirt. And two things will happen. One, nobody will notice that you're having an off day because they'll be paying attention to your shirt. <laughs> and then after a little while, you'll start to notice again, that energy, that vibration, it's you're, you're, you're stepping into something brighter. You're like, I am going to choose something different here. Even if it doesn't fit, just try it. You know, that's interesting that you say that because I found it to be the case too. And my, I'm a retired pastor in which I spent my share of time, you know, kinds of suits and ties and robes occasionally, things like that. But my everyday dress is more like Hawaiian shirts and things like that. In fact, I have one really wild Hawaiian 
style shirt, which I'll call covered with sharks. And so every time I wear that thing, I get lots of comments about sharks. I just say every day, every week is shark week or something like that. It gets you a little bit of positive attention. I think that's true. Changing your patterns. And that's part of what you teach in your book is changing patterns and changing labels, isn't it? And yeah. So let's talk about how that goes in terms of how you actually relate to people then, because what you're talking about here is how you relate in your love life and, and, and the cycles that people can be into. But it also means that not only in romantic relationships, it's in all relationships, your friend group, your family, your extended family, coworkers, and so on. Tell me about how the importance of emotional connectiveness is in a positive way towards transformation in how you perceive others. I'm talking about your friend group or others or people who have surrounded you that helped you, or maybe you help others, or it could be even a mentorship from like a a school or books or tapes. Mm -hmm. Tell me about the power of emotional relationships in life transformation. I think I understand your question. So one of the things that I always used to think was that I was broken. Hence why we talked about being unbroken. Yes. I thought that I was, something was innately wrong with me. And I know that I am not alone on this planet. A lot of people think that something's innately bad. When I finally started to realize that I'm not broken, nobody else is broken either. Mm-hmm. And so if we can see everybody as whole and perfect and complete exactly the way they are and exactly the way they aren't, even if we're the only ones holding that vision of them for them, then eventually they could begin to see it for themselves. I love when you use that terminology about being broke. You saw yourself as broken, and now you see yourself as unbroken and how that how others perceive you as a part of this process. And maybe you've heard the term I hear this with elderly folks from sometimes that I'm invisible. You know, I seem to be invisible to others. And uh, perhaps uh, this is where when you move from being feeling broken to be unbroken, you suddenly become visible. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that, about becoming connected that way? Absolutely. I, I mean, I think if we could, I know for me, I'll speak for myself, but I, when I stopped thinking that I was broken, then I wasn't looking to everybody to confirm that. When I realized I was whole within myself, then everybody around me just naturally began to reflect that because I believe that. You also attract those people. When you believe something's wrong with you, you'll find the people that agree with you. When you believe that you're kind and compassionate and you have something to offer the world, you'll begin to attract people that believe in that in you as well. And that makes, when you begin to attract those type of people around you, that gives you then opportunities for healthier relationships, be they mm-hmm. romantic or otherwise. Would yeah. you agree with that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. So, and, and, and a romantic relationship or any relationship doesn't become a need. Mm. So many people operate from need. Like I need a relationship. I'd rather have, and I was one of these people, I would have rather had a bad relationship than no relationship at all. Wow. Yeah. And Oh, that's, yeah. that's so, so true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also 
I think it comes stems from a sense of see what you think, Venus. Of, I just think it's basically an epidemic of uh, meaninglessness in our world right now. Mm-hmm. And people are seeking in any, any way they can meaningfulness, but too often they seek that meaningfulness out of relationships that are not based on their own self-worth, but it's on some need that's not altogether healthy. And sometimes people find other ways, you know, you know, chemicals or bad relationships or yep. spending too much money, whatever it is. All of it. <laughs> yeah, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, you've mentioned a couple of times here in our conversation, Venus, about change of mindset or change of how you do things. And I'm a big believer that you've got to take these things, these experiences, and you got, you know, I'd like to see you 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 grow through what you go through, but that means a change of pattern. So what have you noticed about your own self? And maybe you can teach others about some different change of patterns or change of mind, a change of mindset. I'm going now to things like uh, new habits or practices or the way you live your life now as opposed to before when you were codependent or dependent on others. What are you doing now? What are some of your habits and practices now, what you do now that have indicated your change of mindset? Well, your point of view creates your reality, which is how you're saying it, what you're saying in a different way. So Mm -hmm. if you see something as negative, as bad, as wrong, then that's what it shows up as for you. If you see something as positive, it's what it shows up as you. It's kind of like the, how many people argue is the glass half full or the glass half empty. It's just your perspective. So one of the, the hugest changes I've done with the help of the tools of access consciousness was to change judge, judgment, judging anything, judging people, judging what was happening in my life, judging my money flows, judging my relationships, my romantic partners, anything to gratitude. Judgment and gratitude cannot exist in the same space. Wow. So that shift alone sounds huge to shift from judgment to gratitude. Yeah. And it's just, and we can every day wake up and what are you grateful for? What are you grateful for about your life? I mean, you can find something, any, and, and, and I, I get it if you're really depressed right now and you're listening to this and going, yeah, if you only knew where I was, I do know where you are. Mm-hmm. And I've been there. And you can find one thing and it might be just, hey, I woke up today. Or, hey, it's snowing today. Where I live, it's snowing. And I love the snow. It's beautiful. So, but just one thing. And then let it grow to two things. And wow. start with the people in your life. And what are you grateful for them for? That's so uh, apropos and so important. Because, you know, you dis, as you said, you know, you can change. If you change your viewpoint from judgment to gratitude, then you no longer have this kind of poor me or it's the focus is on me and what I don't have. The focus is on what I do have and how that enhances then your relationship uh, with others. And, and it seems to me, you, you talk a lot in your writings and things about, about this cycle or these patterns. If you change that pattern there, that can help you break unhealthy cycles or unhealthy patterns into more that is more joyful and full of possibility. Do you agree? Absolutely. Absolutely. But it starts with one step, one choice, one day that you look up instead of down. Well, well, one step that people can take is by taking a look at your book, Here to Forever, Finally Free to Be Me. Tell us a little bit about your book and 
if someone, let's say there's someone out there who has a somewhat similar circumstance as you, is kind of struggling in their love life or some other aspect of life, what are they going to find in your book or possibly in your website to be helpful to their life? Awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, my So my book was actually my personal journey <laughs> to finding me. And the first part of the book was literally my story from my very young age to only just six years ago. And the the choices that I had to make to change the patterns in my life. And so the second half of the book, the back half of the book are the tools that I used to change the, my relationship patterns and to get into a different place with myself and find me and finally have gratitude for me. So yeah, if there, if you've ever been somebody who struggles with relationships or really feel like you're a fish out of water a lot of the time, this book would be great for anyone looking to find more of themselves. Well, that, that's awesome. But let's talk about somebody who did that. I, I'm interested in knowing a little bit now, Venus, about anybody you may have encountered who read your book or worked with you in some sort of a perhaps a coaching situation or just a conversation. Can you tell us someone that you've encountered in your life who you've been able to have some sort of a positive influence on and and maybe kind of a testimonial about, about your work in their life? Yeah. So I have many, <laughs> and I'm very, very grateful that I have been able to change one person's life. In I think in the biggest area of relationships, I would talk about this one person that didn't really like herself at all. And she she had a friend ask her once if somebody if she would date herself and she said no. And just with working with her and spending some time with her, really getting her to realize how great she really is and what she has to offer any relationship or the world even now and now relationships for her they're they make her life greater or she doesn't choose them Hmm. wow (laughs) so she learned a little bit from your experience about how that she doesn't have to have an unhealthy relationship is not going to benefit her you know it's uh and so that that's awesome and so that's what we're looking for here we're looking for a process, you know, what we're all about here on Beyond Adversity is knowing that people can get stuck and get you know, bad things happen to everybody, but what you do with it makes all the difference. And we look for mm-hmm. folks like you to help us get a process. And of course, your love life and your your personal and intimate relationships are so, so important. Mm-hmm. And so we appreciate what you've had to share with us today. How can people be connected with you? How can they find your book? What can they? How can they find your website or anything else mm-hmm. about you? Awesome. Well, Here to Forever, Finally Free to Be Me is on Amazon in paperback and Kindle. Um, Next year, there'll be an audible. (laughs) No promises on when, but we'll we'll get there. And then I have a website, venuscastleberg.com. And the last name is spelled B-E-R-G. We'll put uh, connections in in our show notes at drbradmiller.com to the book and to your website and lots of insight. Again, the book is, the title of the book is Here to Forever, Finally Free to Be Me. She is Venus Castleberg. She is all about helping you to create new labels, a new label of being an unbroken person. Mm -hmm. Venus, we thank you for being our guest uh, today on Beyond Adversity. 
Thanks so much to Venus Castleberg for being our guest today on the Beyond the Adversity podcast. Hope you heard uh, her poignant story about uh, brokenness in her life and being labeled in certain ways that were not healthy and how she found a way then to create a new label, uh, an unbroken label. And a few things there that I think are takeaway points that you can do in your life. And I want to lift them up to you. One is getting clarity of your own vision and to take then a joyful out of the clarity of appreciating and loving yourself, having a joyful approach to your life and business and how that can be manifested then not only in your relationships, but in your business life and other things in life. And, and so there, she gives you some tools and some helpful things, some processes that you can do. Uh, you can pick up her book, here to forever, finally free to be me, her story about uh, looking for love and all the ups and downs and trips and tri- trips and tribulations that she had. You can pick up her book at Amazon and other places as well. And then on her website, uh, venuscastleberg.com, V-E-N-U-S-C-A-S-T-L-E-B-E-R-G.com. And you can find links to all her stuff at uh, drbradmiller.com. But there you're going to find uh, several uh, opportunities for personal coaching, for a lot more in-depth uh, about the process that she offers, some of the modalities that she has used in her healing process, massage, homeopathy, hypnotherapy, some of these things which she has worked on. And she can give you the opportunities to go deeper in those areas. And I invite you to go a little bit deeper in order to... Uh, Know that you're not broken, you are unbroken, you don't need to be fixed, but you need to find a way to gain clarity about your own personal value. Venus Castleberg. Here at the Beyond Adversity podcast, we love to focus in on people who can help you in your life, just like Venus, who helped us focus in on the adversity of, uh, of divorce and relationships uh, today. Every week, we focus on one of the five D's of adversity. Those five D's are depression, mental health issues, divorce, as we mentioned, relationship issues, disease, health-related things. We have many doctors on our podcast and other health, health professionals who are helpful to us, debt, this is financial issues. Hey, if you don't have your finances in order, everything else uh, is going to be messed up as well. And then death, which has to do with grief and loss and working through things. And that's such we can't really deal with our life until we deal with uh, not only own, our own death, but the grief of the loss of others. So these things that we deal with, and each week we try to focus in on that. And I have a doctorate. Uh, my doctorate degree is in transformational leadership, and I try to impart my piece and my thinking to this to be helpful as well. I have my own process that I use called the Axe Plan. You can uh, find out more about that by going over to drbradmiller.com. And we look to be helpful to you in your life to help you to grow through whatever it is that you go through so you can achieve your promised life of peace, prosperity, and purpose. This is Dr. Brad Miller. Privilege and a pleasure to be with you. Until next time, good people, remember to do all the good that you can. Thank you for listening to the Beyond Adversity podcast with Dr. Brad Miller. You can find a complete archive of all episodes at drbradmiller.com. That's drbradmiller.com. 
or subscribe for free through Apple Podcasts and never miss an episode. Each week, we bring you a message to crush adversity and live your life of peace, prosperity, and purpose. 